Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com Yahoo Strategy Show presented by, well, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lochran on the Twitters at Lafayette underscore D, joined by Greg Ehrenberg at G Ehrenberg DFS, breaking down an 11 gamer for you. And uh, Greg, to say that to say that some of the pricing is going to lead to some preposterously high ownership percentages for an 11 game slate would be a gross understatement for today's slate. And there's no way around it. Cause this is something that's going to dominate our talk as we go through position by position. Uh, we're going to want to play Mavericks players. There's no Luka Doncic for Dallas. There's a whole lot of value that opens up, you know, as could be expected when Luka's out, but also just the pricing here makes it, it makes it impossible to avoid. Yeah, it does. So I say we dive right into it. Before we do, though, happy to have all you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. We're almost at 75,000 subscribers. What a time to be alive. And uh, if you want to join, hit join down below. Get the free super chats each month, the custom emojis, sweet badges. Got people iced out now with the one-year badge. And uh, we'll always prioritize your questions and comments along with our Discord members. All right, man. So let's just, you, you want to just dive right into this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll start at point guard. We'll work our way down through center. So the, the point guard position, you already alluded to it. And it's it's not just Spencer Dinwiddie in Dallas, but it's also a $13 Davian Mitchell who just played 41 minutes in, re in a regulation game without De'Aaron Fox, who is not expected to play without Demonis Sabonis. There's a minimum salary Tyus Jones. Uh, if you didn't think there was good value here at point guard, I don't know what it's in, It's just so much at the bottom. And it's hard to get away from the three chalk plays. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie with no Luka Doncic. We've got Davion Mitchell with the Kings, I guess, tanking now. We saw the Kings make a trade that was in theory to win now and try to make a push for the playoffs when they traded for DeMontis Sabonis. But instead what happened is the Kings got substantially worse after trading Halliburton healed for Sabonis. They've been outscored by, I think their net rating is minus 8.9 since mm -hmm. they made that trade, one of the worst marks in the league. So they can't win games with Fox and Sabonis. And now it's just like they're, they're shutting these guys down to try to tank for the rest of the season. So Davion Mitchell, their first round pick, he's going to play a massive role. And we've got Tyus Jones without John Moran. It's hard to reason to playing anybody with any kind of, you know, heavy amount of exposure outside of the three chalk plays at point guard between Dinwiddie, Mitchell, and Tyus Jones. At least one of these, if not two or all three of them, are fairly, fairly like the land in an optimal lineup. I don't see any way around it at this point. I mean, th there's always a way around it. But even just looking at, uh, you, you look at the boom probability over on our boom bus tool, and Dinwiddie's at 60%. Tyus Jones is almost at 60%. Uh, Brunson's at 54 Davian Mitchell's at 47 uh, we don't have the optimal. We don't have the optimal percentage there. But just looking at the boom score, all of these guys um, are are way up there. And and you look at the bus score: eight, seven, ten, eight percent. Like it just it it just shows how good of plays they are. But what's interest, what's really interesting to me about about the point guard position, I think you'll agree, is you mentioned it's super hard to get away from them, and I'm with you. But there are also a couple really good high priced options on this slate that are just going to be way tougher to get to than they normally would be like DeJounte Murray against Portland. Gilgis Alexander will put up 30 plus real points against any team at this point. We saw what he did to Boston. Uh, and then 
Trey Young against Detroit. Brogdon could be without Halliburton. He's $29. But they're all kind of just falling by the wayside right now because of the insane value. Yeah, and and also to to reference your point on the 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 boom bust tool and the numbers of these guys. If you're saying like, hey, I want to differentiate, and not play Dinwiddie, Mitchell, or Tyus Jones. Listen to this. Just doing some quick math. The odds of all three of them busting per the data we have in the boom bust tool is point zero 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 five six percent. That's the odds of all three of them busting at the same time relative of those odds. So. I think you want to get a lot of exposure to all three of them. I don't have an issue with all three in the same lineup. And then it's hard to really get to anybody else. SGA is the guy I get to the next most right now in my build, but I don't even think he plays today. So he's somebody who I think is ultimately going to come out because they say he's been dealing with ankle soreness. What's the point in playing him when he isn't totally at 100%? The next man after that would be LaMelo Ball at $35. I think that's a favorable price point for him. But once again, I think we're rolling with the chalk here. It sure feels like it. If you look at shooting guard... And again, point guards just, you're right. The, the, your back of the envelope math there shows that, you know, maybe you don't need to get to all three of them, right? It's, I get that. But you would think with these builds, you'd at least want two of three, right? Yeah, if, if not all three. If you're playing right. cash games on and off, you, you're playing all three of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying in tournaments, yeah. maybe you want to be different. You go two or three, and then you go to a DeJounte Murray or something, you know, and and that changes things. But shooting guard, you have Brunson sub $20, $19. That's crazy. Like I said just a second ago, in our boom bust tool, we have it for Yahoo. Uh, he is he has a 10% bust uh, probability, 54% boom rating. It's the, it's the third highest on the entire slate behind only Dinwiddie and Tyus Jones. Uh, so it, he's going to pop. Aside from that, though, the position gets it definitely thins out quick. It's not like point guard. Yeah. And at least at the top right now, we're playing Jalen Brunson. Same reasons that we're playing the other chalk plays there. Jalen Brunson, no Luka Doncic in the mix for, uh, for, for Dallas. And you just look at some of the numbers for this team when Luka's off the court. And we have looking at the uh, Yahoo fantasy points. And I didn't even take Porzingis off for this because then, then you're not getting nearly as much minutes of a sample size, but it stands to reason if you took Luca and Porzingis off, you're looking at even more substantial numbers for these guys. But at least for Spencer Dinwiddie, he's scoring 1.3 fantasy points per minute without Luca on the court. And we've got Jalen Brunson, who also scores over a fantasy point per minute with a 27.1% usage rate when Luca's off the court this year. These guys are both going to play a whole bunch of minutes. They're going to pick up almost all the production for Dallas. Another really good chalk play in Jalen Brunson. Oh my God. I, I like, okay. Then th there are going to be so many lineups with Brunson, Dinwiddie, yeah. <laughs> Tyus Jones, and Davian Mitchell. And it's really hard to even blame anyone at these prices. The rest of shooting guard, uh, James Harden, say on DraftKings, where he's sub 10K, I am intrigued in this matchup, to say the least. I am. Uh, but one more time, you know, the guard spots are going to be there. The, the, there's a real premium on guard spots today. So, if you're not going to these guys, like is it Devin Vassell, uh, Devin Vass Vassell against Portland? Interesting. Um, Desmond Bain without John Morant against Brooklyn. Like, are there any contrarian spots that make sense? If he plays, I think this is a very good spot to go to Tyrese Halliburton. He's listed as questionable, so it, you know we don't know if he's going to be in or out. And that's why you guys also like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out the deeper dive and live before lock later in the day. 
Right now, Halliburton has a pretty modest price point at $31, and he's projected for just 3% ownership. And I think this could be a game where if he plays, I don't necessarily buy into revenge narratives on the whole, but I think that this could be a spot where the page is like, hey, we're playing Tyrese Halliburton against his former team, and there is no Sabonis or Fox in the mix. Let's just play Halliburton a whole bunch of minutes against his former team. And his numbers have been outstanding with the Pacers. And I was having some fun with uh, Kings fans on Twitter this morning because if you just say anything positive about Tyrese Halliburton and anything negative about the Kings, they show up in your mentions in, in the heartbeat. But Halliburton has <laughs> been really good with this team. His efficiency is crazy. Shooting 50% from the field, over 40% from three, over 80% from the free throw line. His assist rate's been really high with, with the Pacers. And then he's also scoring a bunch of points. So even with Malcolm Brogdon back in the mix, I think if Halliburton is active, we should expect close to 40 minutes from him. And he's been such a good fantasy producer that I want to get to him as a contrarian option, just 3% ownership. Okay, I like that. Do you want to get to a 17%, 19, sorry, percent on Dante DiVincenzo, almost minimum salary? Obviously, De'Aaron Fox, not expected to play. Sabonis is out. Like you said, this team uh, appears to be in tank mode right now. And you probably get, I don't know, anywhere between 29 and 31 minutes from DiVincenzo. Yes and no. Uh, if if you look at his his price point, it's it's clearly favorable. But I also think we have to think about w- what he compares to. And the reality is we have a lot of really, really good, cheap, chalky options that we've already talked about at guard. DiVincenzo, while he is one of them, I don't view him in the same tier as Jalen Brunson, Tyus Jones, Spencer Dinwiddie, any Agreed. of those guys. So he's he's a notch below them. So if you need a safe salary at guard, I'm going to go to those guys before I go to DiVincenzo. Anything else from shooting guard? Uh, not really. Obviously, we need to know if Halliburton's in or out. Uh, in general, both point guard and, and shooting guard, these are positions to save money at, and we're going to be paying up at other spots. Let's talk about small forward then. And uh, for those of you hanging out with us, watching the Yahoo Strategy Show, uh, presumably you already play there. But if you don't and haven't signed up, you get a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum just by using the link in the description or the one that Mike can throw in the chat right now. Get everything on the site at Awesome. You name it, it's there. Literally everything on the site for free if you haven't done so yet. So check, be sure to check that out. Just use the link in the description. That's it. Um, awesome, awesome uh, payout structures there. The lowest management fees, rake that you're going to find in the industry. And you're getting all of the tools for Yahoo over at Osmo and for every other site, for that matter. When you sign up, deposit, all you have to do is deposit $10. Um, I still think it's 10 bucks. You get a free month and enter a paid contest. Also, they'll give you $10 back in free credit as well. So it's a win, win, win there. Uh, worth taking advantage of. And if listen, if you're already at Yahoo, but you want to take advantage of the tools, awesome.com slash join. Um, you could just do straight NBA or you could get everything for a month, a year, a week, football, basketball, hockey, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, UFC, esports, everything. All of our tools created by Alex Baker, awesome himself and managed by an amazing team along with Alex uh, of great, great DFS players. So uh, either one, whichever you want to do. But if you haven't signed up at Yahoo yet, somehow, even though you're watching this show, use the link in the description, get the free month of Osmo. All right. Let's talk about small forward here. This is where it starts to thin out a little bit, but I, I will say this much, man, with all the cheap value, with everything available to us today, and you and I may be on slightly different pages here because there are some other high-end options. I like LeBron a lot. 
even at this price point. Uh, I mentioned to Adam on the on the strategy show today that the one area of Philly's weakness defensively, just massively weak, is transition defense. They're terrible. Second most points per possession in the league allowed. LeBron is right now producing the second most uh, transition scoring in the league, points per game in the league, uh, should be able to annihilate this team in transition, you know, not let Embiid get set uh, under the basket to defend. And it's one of these games, too, where you could just see, you know, the big three, the, the Embiid, the, the LeBron, uh, even Harden going off in, in, a, in a spot where neither team uh, can defend in that capacity. So uh, I like LeBron here quite a bit. He's been crushing lately, 35% usage rate over his last 10, plus like 39 minutes per game in regulation. So I'm actually willing to pay the premium on him here. I'm on the same page as you. In the build I have right now, LeBron is my most rostered small forward. And when we just talked about how much value there is at guard, that just means like, okay, if, if all, there are all these good points per dollar options that we're paying right. 12 $19 for, $10 for at point guard and shooting guard, we have space to spend our money at forward. And you have a $54 LeBron James who maybe doesn't give a shit on defense anymore. Who cares? That, that, That's that doesn't good it doesn't affect his fantasy points. Nope. They, they get on offense. He's cherry picking defense. He's not even in frame when, when <laughs> you're watching the Lakers play on defense on TV. Who cares? Because his fantasy point total, which is what we care about here, 72, 57, 60 over the last three games. And the minutes workload that, that you referenced before is totally insane. These are the last few games for him. 41, 36, 45, 37, 40 minutes. The, the dude's a cyborg. He's coming out here. He's... he's yep. You know, he's not, not quite 35% usage. Yeah, and it, it's not quite the same amount of indestructibleness that it was when he was younger, where it's like, oh, look, LeBron rolled his ankle. It looks like it might be broken. Oh, no, he's 100% three minutes later. He misses time for those injuries now that didn't when he was earlier in his career. But at least right now when he's out there on the court, and I know he gets listed as questionable every day, he's going to play through almost all of these games, though. And just the offense, the efficiency, the usage, the playing time, it's all ridiculous. So I think he's as much upside as anybody on this slate and it just works with roster construction on Yahoo. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm surprised he's only at 18% given the the dearth of options at small forward, but everything else that we have at the guard positions. Yeah. Plus, he's he's definitely going to play tonight against Embiid and Harden. I, I know the Lakers might not be good, but LeBron's not missing a game like that. You know what I mean? In In L.A., not happening. Yeah, and the other thing too about the the Lakers situation that I pointed out uh, that I've pointed out on other shows and social media, I think people are kind of missing. These games don't matter for the Lakers. Whether they yeah. win or lose over the last ten games of the season, they're going to be right. in the playing game. They're going to be in that nine ten game where they have to win back to back games to make the playoffs. So I don't really think there's that much need for LeBron to exert himself on defense. I think part of him is just kind of stat padding now and trying to chase some record books, which is fine. It, it doesn't matter at this point in the season. The Lakers spot where they're going to be after the regular season, it's, it's unchanged based on what happens in these last 10 games. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care if he doesn't play defense. I, matter of fact, save your energy. Play yeah. offense. That's all <laughs> I care about. Uh, give us those. Uh, give us those fantasy points. And uh, yeah, so to me, I think he's pretty clearly the top spend-up option at the small forward position. Another one that could be of interest is Jimmy Butler, who I've also been at odds with because of his uh, constant inability to stay on the court. He's he's the he's the wing version of Anthony Davis, but people like to pretend that Jimmy Butler's some tough guy. He's listed as questionable on the injury report again with an ankle injury. There's a lot of guys that are on the injury report for the Miami Heat right now. In addition to Butler, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Victor Oladipo are all questionable. If we get Butler playing. 
He's another guy that I think is a little bit underpriced and nobody's getting there right now. He is projected for 3.8% ownership at $35. So another payoff option who isn't quite as spendy as LeBron that I think is a lot of upside if he's in. Okay. So we got three down, two to go. Power forward. Again, Yahoo's interesting like this. You don't have the multi-position eligibility, right? Uh, and then in terms of just roster flexibility, it gets, it gets a little bit tough with some of these spots. This slate's unique, though, in that the only position you're really trying to jam into your lineups with, you know, frequency is, is point guard. And if you're looking at power forward, Dorian Finney-Smith, Trey Lyles, these are the guys today. You can, we can talk about Kevin Durant at 52. Personally, I prefer uh, LeBron over KD, but I'm never going to argue with you on that. Jeremy Grant. Jaron Jackson with no John Morant, but how many minutes does he play? Darius Baisley. Like, I think you can make a good argument for all of these guys. But again, that's what you're doing. You're just making an argument for him. Whereas a lot of the other players we've talked about, you don't have to make an argument. It's just right there smacking you in the face. Yeah, and one thing that's nice about this is I do think there's a lot of good points per dollar options at power forward. Not quite as obvious as the ones that we have at guard. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's going to benefit as well from the absence of, of Luka. But I also think this is a spot where you can get contrarian and still find a lot of upside. So the power forward I have the most exposure to right now is Justice Winslow. He is only uh, $20. He's projected for sub 10% ownership. Everybody is out for this Portland Trailblazers team. Like They cannot tank more aggressively every time they win a game. <laughs> or if, if you get a Blazers game where they're somewhat competitive, like, oh, no, we have to roll two more guys for the next game. So we I, now have. Hold on. Andrew I Sa asked Adam this or Josh this the other day. I want to ask you, right? Yeah. If, if you were to take the current iteration of this roster, the guys that will be on the floor tonight, how many of them are guys that could play 20 plus minutes on even on, on a relatively competitive basketball team nightly? None. <laughs> None. Because <laughs> even Justice Winslow was like a DNP CD for a while. Where, where was he before this? It was Miami and then he was uh, Clippers. The Clippers. It, wasn't he not playing for a while? Yeah, or at least no, playing he's limited he, minutes. He's been on mediocre teams and been out of the rotation on those mediocre right. teams. The answer so, is not. When when he was with the Clippers, he was either a D, he was either hurt, he was a DMP, or a bunch of guys were out and he was playing around twenty minutes. But yeah. uh, for the if we were to pull up his numbers with the Clippers, he was probably playing something like fifteen minutes per game plus games where he was just out of the rotation as a whole. But at least for this slate, if we're just looking at fantasy production, I mean, Anthony Simons is out. Josh Hart is out. Nasir Little, Joe Ingles, Damian Lord, Yusuf Nurkic, Eric Bledsoe. These guys are all out. And now we're just left with, well, I guess our, I guess that somebody like Justice Winslow does everything for this team because what other options are there? And then you start to say, well, what is his minutes workload going to look like? Because he was injured. He came back. He got injured again. But then he came back last game and played 30 minutes. So considering you played 30 minutes last game, I just don't think there's any kind of minutes restriction here. All of the usage in the world is available to them. People aren't really getting there and $20 is a reasonable salary. So that, that's my favorite power forward option. I think that's a great call. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised to see that ownership come up a little bit from like 9%. But yeah, I like that 10 PM game against the Spurs, right? Reasonably high total. Uh, Spurs playing at a fast pace too. They're playing like the fourth fastest pace over the last month. I think last time I looked, but my God, what a 
Trenton Watford, Brandon Williams, Drew Eubanks, CJ Ellaby, like Chris Dunn. This, this takes tanking to it. If you ran 100 games against each other with the, 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 the classic famous Sam Hinkie tank team and this team right now, who wins more games? I don't remember. I mean, I was a big Spencer Hawes fan back in the day. So I'm after this was even after that, like they got rid of Thad Young. They got rid of Evan Turner. They got rid of, uh, they got rid of Hawes. They got rid of holiday. You'd have to look. It was bad, man. You're talking about Tony Roten coming in from Memphis, triple doubling in his first game with the Sixers. Uh, Henry Sims was the starting center at one point. This team was bad. It'd be fun to watch them. Would not be fun at all, as a matter of fact. But I would be interested to see which one of them could get the job done over the other. And, and to your other point, too, like Drew Eubanks has probably been their most valuable fantasy player over the last few weeks. And he's on a 10-day contract. They just keep re-upping. It's, I know. Uh, so, like, he's, he's somebody who's not even really on their team. But what, so the... You know who is you know why you know why the 76ers win? You know who you know who were a couple of players that were on that tank 76ers team? Jeremy Christian, Grant was one of them. Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood was on the roster, Nerlens yeah. Noel was on the roster, TJ McConnell was on the roster. Yeah. Robert Covington. Like they had actual NBA players. This, and that was a legit tank job. So what is this? <laughs> yeah, is this is this Blazers team, they, they came into the season intending to win, and then the, the Damian Lillard injury kind of derailed them. But, yeah, this the 76ers roster that won 10 games is better than this Trailblazers team. Probably – tell me – probably by a considerable margin. Yeah, and some of it, too, is players that we didn't know were going to become as good as they were. Grant, Wood, yeah. Christian Wood, Jeremy Grant, TJ McConnell, Rashawn Holmes, Robert Covington. You know, th- those are those are guys who are actual NBA players. Maybe th- something similar will happen with this Portland Trailblazers team. I doubt it, though. I don't think there's going to be times like, oh my god, that Portland Trailblazers team really had Keon Johnson and Elijah Hughes. It's, <laughs> Can't it's not believe something that- Brandon Williams. We didn't know that guy. He's yeah, played and- pretty well though, but it's just straight volume. Yeah, and is and he's been ridiculously inefficient. And he was ter- his 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 efficiency numbers in college weren't good either. Awful. I remember looking. He, he shot like 31% from three in college. So it's not surprising to me that he's not shooting well in the NBA either. For fantasy, sure, he's been good because he's taking a lot of shots. But, I mean, he's shooting 41% from the field, 30% from three, and 67% from the line. Not, anybody Anybody's yeah. going to rack up fantasy points if they're shooting, you know, like 20 times per game. It's right. It's just minutes and volume. That's all it is. Hard to rack up assists on that team, though. I mean, to, to the guys you're passing to. All right. Uh, anybody else for power forward? Or do you want to wrap this up with center? Uh, yeah. The other guy here that I think is a priority play is, and by the way, also if you, anybody watching, there's a lot of players that we could get to on the size of this slate. A lot of good points for dollar plays. I'm just trying to focus on who I think the best overall plays are at each position. And some good the contrarian o- plays to go along with these really chalky options. Yeah. The, the other one here is, is triple J for me, Jaron Jackson jr. With the absence of uh, with, with the absence of John Morant, Triple, there, there's always a lot of variance to Triple J because of the foul issues that have been rearing its ugly head a little bit more as of late and just weird times where he's had his minutes limited. But overall for the season with Moran, with Moran off the court, 30.7% usage rate, 1.33 Yahoo fantasy points per minute. So that's another really high upside play that, that I think is worth getting behind. All right. 
And, you know, Greg and I talk about this a lot, DFS, all of this, but we love the betting stuff too. Uh, I, you know, I, Greg's always hitting on stuff uh, on Twitter. Uh, I do the best bets video each day, Monday through Friday on the Odd Shopper channel. would love you to check that out. Uh, and we have our best bets Discord, which if you haven't checked that out, premium betting pick subscription is brand new. If you haven't checked it out yet, now's the time to do it. If you click the link, we have it in the uh, description. I think we can put one in the chat as well. You have guys like Alex Baker, awesome himself, Ben Rasa, and Steve Buzzard. You know him as the Colts. All of them providing the best picks throughout the day using industry, awesome industry-leading projection models to identify the best bets available. Basketball, hockey, you got college basketball going. And we feel pretty good about these bets being well worth your time and the price of admission. So uh, click that link below and get in on that premium bets discord. All right, center position. We got a few minutes left here. Making good time. It's actually one of the most straightforward 11-game slates I I can remember. Yeah, because the value plays are so obvious. That's why they're so popular. And then that's why you and I look at the positions and be like, oh, we want to spend up for LeBron at small forward. This is, an, this is a spot that doesn't have as much value. Center's the other position we're going to want to pay up for. Joel Embiid, this is where the majority of the field is paying up. I do think it makes sense if you're playing in utility spot and you're choosing between Embiid and LeBron. I think it makes sense to go with LeBron just because he has, you know, about half the ownership of Embiid. And I don't think they're projected that wildly different, at least for me. But still, it's it's more than easy to make lineups that both LeBron and Embiid in them, given the amount of salary savings we have, we have at other positions. So Embiid, a really strong payoff option. Carl Anthony Towns is officially listed as questionable but he's only projected for 8% ownership. So he's somebody else that I think is worthwhile to be overweight to the field on just based on the amount of value at other positions. And then depending how the heat uh, situation breaks, Bam Adebayo could be in a really, really good spot. And he's also not projected for much ownership. You know, I, I know we just ripped on how bad Portland is, but Drew Eubanks is what? $17. He, he should play. If, if this game manages to stay competitive at this point, it's really tough to say should play 30 minutes. He's been reasonably productive and San Antonio front court defense has been really dreadful this season. So maybe Eubanks isn't the worst spot to get to uh, if you're not going to Joel Embiid and maybe you decide to go to LeBron James at the three instead. Yeah, no, $17 I think is a pretty good price point for Drew Eubanks in the build that I have made for the purpose of, of this show. Obviously, a lot of information still to change, but at least as of now, I am overweight to Eubanks. Like you said, the minutes should be around 30. Last few games, he played 31, 30, 27, 29, 29, and 39 minutes. So the playing times looked pretty secure for him. He's been good on a points per dollar basis. He's only on a 10-day contract, so the team is clearly not committed to him for the long term, but they keep starting him and playing big minutes because they don't care if they win or not. So Drew Eubanks, I think, makes a lot of sense as a value option at center as well. Let me ask you one more. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll just assume like Butler's in and, and Bam Adebayo is not as valuable as he would be tough matchup, but Christian Wood has been, you know, fantastic recently uh, in close games. He plays big minutes and has a monstrous ceiling as we've seen recently. Great three point shooter above average rebounder uh, on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of firepower elsewhere. Is there any value in saying, you know what, maybe I'll, if I'm going super chalky everywhere else, maybe it's not a horrible idea to, to hope for a close game and get those minutes from Christian Wood and see if he can do what he's been doing uh, in recent days. 
Uh, to an extent, with the only caveat being that the reason I don't really get to him in the current build I have is because Rudy Gobert has the same exact price and half the amount of ownership, and I have him projected for a few more fantasy points. So I, I see the logic in Christian Wood, but I would just apply the same thing to Rudy Gobert, and he'd be the guy that I prefer getting to it at literally the exact same salary. Fair enough. All right, man. So let's wrap it up with this. Top value on the slate, we're going to have, it's going to be Dinwiddie, right? We're going to have Tyus Jones, Brunson at shooting guard, uh, Davian Mitchell. If there were any other lower end plays that you think would be worth getting to, who do you think that is as pivots? Or would we just be wiser to maybe make some of those pivots off the mid-range and the higher price guys where we know that those ceilings are astronomical and play it safe with the value that you're getting 35 minutes from a close to minimum salary guy. Yeah, I find it much easier and much more logical to go from like a Joel Embiid to a LeBron James Agreed. for half the amount of ownership than going from, you know, say... Uh, Brunson uh, to DiVincenzo. Yeah, something like that. Or even like, you know, Brunson to... I don't even know who the other guys are that I would consider at the at, at value. So that's the other thing too, is I think there's such a big drop-off from Brunson and Dinwiddie to the other value plays. And the drop-off to me is much bigger than it is from going to like a Joel Embiid to LeBron James. For sure. All right, Greg, you on, uh, you on live before lock tonight? You know it. I'll be on live before lock and also going to be recording my NBA injury report video with Adam shortly after this, which is going to be an extensive one. Yeah, it is. So check that out. That'll be up uh, in, I don't know, an hour or so over uh, on the, right here, right on the main Awesome channel. My odd shopper betting picks will be up at 2 p.m. Eastern. You got locks before lock tonight, right before the deeper dive, then live before lock and the post show. And you got the NHL strategy show coming up at two o'clock as well. So plenty to do. If you got nothing to do, we got something for you right here on the uh, Awesome network of YouTube channels. We'll catch you back here next time. Peace.